Is this the music part? Hello, and welcome to episode three of Talkin' Jacks. On this edition of the show, we're going to give our thoughts on the Sandy 0-0 draw on Wednesday against the Kickers from Richmond, as well as the thrilling 4-0 defeat of Bethlehem Still on the road on Saturday. We're also going to look ahead to Charlotte's next big game against third-place Louisville City FC this coming Saturday. Settle in, grab a snack and your favorite beverage, and join us as we talk all things Charlotte Independence. Today I'm joined in the podcast studio by my co-host Ben. Say hello, Ben. Hey, how's and, it going? And we're also joined by special guest Chris Davis. How's it going, everybody? So guys, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. How about you? Doing well. It's always nice to uh, come back and record after a win. Yes. Yeah, yeah. A lot more fun than talking after a loss, which we don't have very often, so pretty nice. Yeah, tears don't record very well on podcasts. No. Yeah, we definitely talked about uh, recording a special panic episode on uh, Wednesday, but turns out that wasn't very necessary. Nah, I wasn't panicked. I mean, shoot, you can blame that on a million things. The sand, that was the problem, so, you know, it'll be all right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was, funny was definitely an issue with that uh, Richmond game, unfortunately, but kind of a... It didn't. It helped the zero-zero tie. Let's put it that way. Yeah, for sure. So uh, let's uh, dig in. Our guess we're gonna go a little more in depth on the Richmond game. It's kind of easy to gloss over because it's a draw, zero-zero. Mm-hmm. A lot, of, not a whole lot of action. Mm-hmm. But um, it it definitely felt like one of those games where back at the beginning of the season that we saw a lot more, like the dominated possession. Got the ball out wide, sent a bunch of crosses in. Yeah. But our, our personnel doesn't really uh, lend itself well to putting in crosses into the box. No. Especially um, when both of the center backs are, what, 6'2 and 6'5, if I'm not mistaken? Oh, the Richmond ones you're talking about? Yeah, Richmond center backs were huge. Uh, Yambi and Roberts is, yes, Malin, Roberts, and William Yambi were two monsters in the middle there. And they were not going to let a score through, that's for sure. Yeah, and I hate to do it, but we got to give Richmond a little bit of credit as well because I would say so. They came up with a good game plan to stop us. They put eleven men behind the ball pretty much any time we were in possession, and they just looked to counter us when we turned the ball over. And we did turn the ball over a little more. We were a little sloppy. We got lucky. We did get lucky. And and, uh, Kyle Renfro, shout out to him. He played excellent. Coming in, making his debut, like mm-hmm. he he deserved that opportunity and he took advantage of it. Absolutely, I was really anxious, as I'm sure you remember at the beginning of the game. I was really wondering what was going to happen, terrified we were going to let a score through, like we've done earlier in the season, uh, early on, uh, which is the last thing we needed to do with Richmond, as they they were on a little bit of a high after beating the Steel the week previously. Um, Which I guess that makes a little more sense now that they beat the Steel. I know we were like, what? And yeah, now it's a little bit does. like, oh, okay. Yeah, after seeing the Steel <laughs> play on Saturday, um, you can definitely see how vulnerable their defense was. Yeah, that, that's something we'll definitely talk about, especially after watching the game again. The, the Steel have some weaknesses. Yeah. They, de- they definitely do. But, but more on Richmond, they um, obviously they haven't had a very good run this season. But no. they, they knew – their weaknesses. They knew they weren't going to attack us and be on the front foot and be able to succeed because yep. then that would leave a lot of space in the back. And as we saw Saturday, when we have space in the back, we can dominate. And oh, yeah. so they, they bunkered in. They fouled us a lot. They did. Um, yeah, there was know. a lot of ticky-tack fouls, especially around midfield towards the sidelines. It felt like um, there was just a ton of sand. So there was, and there, the, the refs were really iffy. I hate to complain about the refs, but they weren't good for either team, to be honest with you. There was... I mean, it's the USL. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> second-tier refereeing, that, that's for sure. Um, I know there was a really awkward moment, not to jump too ahead, but I think it was towards the second half or right before halftime where I think everyone in the stands and the players thought Enzo was fouled right outside the box. Oh, yeah. And, and everybody, on the field, everybody on the field stopped except for Joel Johnson. Yeah, and then he seemed to stop because he thought there was a foul going to be called because the ref runs up. And then Richmond got the ball back. It was just a really – there was a couple moments there where the ref didn't seem to control the game as much as yeah. they probably should have. But uh, you, you don't want to talk about that too much because there's no point in talking about that. We can't control that refs are a third-party situation, I guess you could say. Yeah, and poor Alex. He got hit in the mouth on Saturday. He got 
either punched or elbowed right in the stomach or ribs. Yep. And there was no call. Like no, it was very obvious that he got hit. And the coach I don't, for Richmond was yelling at him, saying that he's doing that all the time, faking injuries yeah. or, or roll around on the field. It, that was an interesting moment too. I remember um, their their coach. Every time there seemed to be a foul, he had to had to say something, and uh, it did not turn out well for him in that moment. Alex gave him uh, a piece of his mind. Let's put it that way. As he, as yeah, they were drawing back and forth as Alex was being helped off the field by the trainer. Which, yeah. you know. <laughs> exactly. In that moment, you probably need to, like, self-reflect and realize that you probably made a mistake. But, but well, yeah, I mean, the game was, it was, it was, it was frustrating. Um, because we had just tied, we just tied Harrisburg before that, right? Is that right? I believe yeah. so. That was yeah, the last yeah. result. So we yeah. had about, we had a full week off for the first time in mm-hmm. a very long time. And I think that might have contributed to a little bit of the sloppiness. Maybe that we were just so. a little rusty which is kind of odd to say halfway through the season but when you're playing every three days like they have been yeah they get into a rhythm and too much rest too much rest <laughs> you know it was Take probably it was probably we'll a good thing when we have three games a week yeah it was probably a good thing physically but um it took a, a, a little bit away from the sharpness of the game they weren't able to execute their short passes and they weren't able to connect super well through the midfield and at the back there were a lot of and you know who knows if the sand, the sand probably did play into that. And, and why? So. It's I, possible. You know, has anybody? I'm sure that everybody's asked. Why is there sand on the field? Like uh, what, what? Why? You know, it's funny. Mecklenburg uh, Parks and Recreation. Why? Yeah, and like they, something like this happened last year too at Ramble, which is also Mecklenburg. I'm pretty sure. And uh, where all of a sudden, middle of the year, there was a bunch of sand all over the field. And I don't, I don't know anything about groundskeeping, but apparently that's that is something that they do. Because I, we went to the uh, Charlotte Eagles game last night, which was at the same place, and it wasn't, from what I hear, I, I was working during the Richmond game, that's why I'm not talking so much about the Richmond game. But um, the apparently the way they were talking, it sounds like it was something that they did, and they were saying, I don't know why they did this now, yeah. you know, with it being all sandy and what have you. But uh, it was at least better Saturday, so hopefully by next Saturday when we host uh, Louisville, it'll be you know. A lot better. Won't be like beach soccer. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, up until this point, the sportsplex, the the surface has been excellent. It's yeah, been, I mean, it's not even two months old yet. Yeah. It should be. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But, but um, yeah. So, uh, since we've kind of glazed over this, do we want to dig into any stats of this game? Is there any kind of stat of the game that you picked out, Ben? Not I know you're really. our resident stats guy. <laughs> I mean, I was trying to look over some stuff. There wasn't too much going on. I mean, I definitely want to take notice of, I mean, Jorge Herrera was trying to score a dang goal. He was doing his damnedest. He, uh, he had two or three free kicks oh, that yeah. were on target, but give it off, hats off to the Richmond goalkeeper. I I was curious to see if he was in maybe an issue with them going into the season, but I'm pretty sure he started most of the year. He made some great saves, and he stopped all three of those free kicks. Um, and Jorge was doing different angles. I think the, the first one he got was the left side, left top of the box. The second one, which was in the same spot, incidentally enough, tried on the right side. Then he got one on the, the right side of the box and tried curling around. He, the goalkeeper did great. Any mm-hmm. moment where the two center backs or the, the four back line for Richmond didn't make a play to stop them, which was throughout the whole game. I, I know they had – here's a stat of the game. They had 23 clearances. They had a lot of clearances, Richmond did. But whenever it got past their line – the goalkeeper made the save that needed to happen. So hats off to him. He he played a great game. He kept them in the game the whole time. Yeah, and their coach, obviously, we were right there behind him, so we heard all of his instructions, and he was talking a lot about shape, keep your shape, keep your shape. Yeah. You know, anytime they would get a little disjointed in the midfield or at the back line, he would, he would holler at them, tell them to get back in their defensive shell. It was a very concerted effort to not let us get good shots. And, and I think if going forward – we face that, I think we're going to have to figure out another way to play to yeah. kind of break down when, when teams bunker in against us because, mm-hmm. you know, we're not like the United States men's national team where we have big guys that we can throw into the box like they like the U.S. team did later on Wednesday night against Jamaica. We don't have you know, the no, so. Right. Yeah. So we're going to have to figure out a way to play out wide and back in without just lumping crosses in that are never going to 
you know, get headed in by yeah, our guys. Yeah, we, we don't have anybody above six foot in the box, unfortunately, at least in our starting Unless lineup. it's a set piece. Yeah. yeah, unless it's a set piece, that kind of thing, which um, do we want to transition to Bethlehem? Because I think that well, we Well, let's talk we a little bit more about, about Richmond because we haven't even talked about Kyle Renfro. And, I mean, we kind of blazed bit, over yeah. it, but, I mean, that guy – we, ne- we never really knew anything about him because he hasn't played for us yet. I had never seen him yet. play before. I know so, he played in the Swansea game I was hearing uh-huh. um, from another fan beforehand. He played a little bit in that game because I guess everybody played in that game. Uh, the Swansea friendly we had last year. Uh, but I had never seen the guy play. Uh, yeah. He's been on the team since last year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he's waited his turn. Um, I know Bilal Duckett was, was giving him praise for yeah. being patient and and maybe not having a career that's typical of going through the ranks and starting early and that kind of thing. But he he played really well. Like, I don't think if you were to watch that game not knowing either team that you would know that he wasn't our starter. Yeah, I was – he he was – he slotted right in. You know, yeah. he was decisive. That was what I was most impressed with yeah. is he didn't hesitate on any decisions. He no. came out of his box with authority. He really controlled uh, the defense. Like, he, he did a really good job. I was yeah. really impressed by him. And I think we were all a little nervous going into the game. Not necessarily because we thought he was bad or anything. We just mm-hmm. didn't know anything about him. So we were thinking, you know, what's going on? We didn't know what was going on with Cody. We were like, is he injured? Is he yeah. back in Colorado? Mm-hmm. Is he in Europe? <laughs> Please know, don't be in we, Colorado. We Please. So many... Don't go back to Iceland. We want you here. <laughs> <laughs> we had all the conspiracies going in the in the uh, Soccer and Sweet Tea office of where Cody was. But turns out he just had a knock in the uh, Harrisburg game, and they wanted to give him a little more time off. Yeah, which – Worked out great. It's, yeah. uh, I've learned at this point to never question Coach Jeffries because <laughs> it tends to work out. Yes. Yeah, he knows what he's doing, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So I think we, can, we both agree that, he, that Renfro is our man of the match for Richmond. Yeah, I would say so. I, he, he definitely stepped up when he yeah. needed to. And it, it's one of those things where we've seen it, like when we played uh, Rochester and they had – forget his name but they had the backup to uh gomez play and you could just tell there was a difference in the team and he was not as strong as renfro in a position where he wasn't used to um so kudos to renfro he played great um he kept us in the game too because he made some really good saves he was sure-handed um great performance by him hands yeah. hands off yeah absolutely we're gonna kind of move on to uh, saturday's game up in uh, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. That was a great location, it looked like, based on the stream that I saw. It looked, I like, looked like a good little stadium. It's, I think it's at Lehigh University, yeah, Lehigh University, if I'm not mistaken. It's called like Goodman Stadium or something like yeah. that. But it's a really cool location. It's got a nice grass field. Um, there wasn't any sand there, which was nice. Kudos to the um, grounds people there. Um, yes, yeah, college soccer season doesn't start for another month or so. Oh, so. yeah. So they've got a they've got a little bit of an advantage there. Yeah. <laughs> but talk about a night and day difference in performance from the yeah. independents though. You know, any thoughts of the the run of form kind of declining after mm-hmm. that Richmond game? Uh we're put to rest very early. Very, very quickly. Uh, thanks yeah. to Lewis Hilton. Yeah. Who I know we've talked up I think the last two episodes, uh, I think we can take credit for his success in that I would game say a so. little bit. I think maybe <laughs> Coach Jeffries or, uh, you know, Troy Lesane was listening, and they said, you know, maybe we should give Lewis a run, run in at the starting lineup. Maybe they listened to our midseason review. Who knows? Maybe so. That's all right. Anyway, shout out to Lewis, though. You know, yeah, great performance by him. I mean, even from the get-go, you could tell he – he wanted it. He didn't want to leave the field at all, which he didn't. I don't think he was ever subbed off, if I'm not mistaken. But he was he was intentional on where he was going. He was threatening. It's just it's great to see him get the start too because yeah. he's yeah. deserved it this year. Yeah. What what I love about this team is we the biggest problem we have is we have too many good players. Yeah. We yeah. we we have so many quality guys. I mean, Lewis Hilton usually doesn't start for us, but he started for us a lot last year in his rookie year. Mm-hmm. And he's good enough to start now. We just have so many other quality guys. And then Luke Wechter, who for a lot of us was a super impressive uh, defensive guy early on. He yep. can't get back in the team because we have so many good defensive guys playing right now. It's a really good problem to have. And, I mean, it's nice to see when those guys do get their opportunities, they take them. Because Lewis Hilton, he, he ended up with two goals. He could have had, like, four. 
That's a, it was just yeah. fantastic. Unfortunately, Jorge was in the wrong spot. <laughs> yeah, for, <laughs> for one of them. For the he first time all season. Him, I think. I'm convinced. He was, yeah. he was in the wrong place at the wrong time for the first time all season. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that goal was – the first goal they scored was beautiful, though, because Austin Yearwood took his pace past a player, ground across – yeah, which let's talk about the, the Austin Yearwood blowing by somebody. Yes. His confidence oh. is through the roof. Yeah. Because he's he's gotten into the starting eleven and he's just gotten better every game. Mm-hmm. And now he's confident enough to just blow by defenders. He did it yep. several times early in the game. Well, the crazy thing about this game, everyone seemed to. Yeah. Like me and Ben were yeah. talking about it, like everyone seemed extra fast. It's like they were playing FIFA and they like turned their speed up and turned other teams' speed down. They just kept <laughs> running past dudes like crazy. Like we're fast. Um, but it seemed extra fast in this game to us, at least. Oh, yeah. it, I noticed it a little bit. I noticed we were playing. It seemed early we were playing more long balls over the top than we normally do, yeah. and like we had guy we were outrunning the defenders mm-hmm. to the ball, and that's not something we usually see with our team. We're normally no. trying to play out of the back. Yeah. Um, but there were a couple times where we bypassed the midfield and put long balls over the top for Jorge Herrera, who, I mean, God bless him, he's probably not going to outrun many center backs at this point in his career, but he was outrunning Bethlehem, so maybe they're just yeah. slow. I don't know, I, but yeah. but uh, to, to go back to Yearwood, I mean, to have the confidence to blow by somebody and then put mm-hmm. in a cross was great to see. Mm-hmm. I mean, his growth, it, he's just const- constantly improving each game, which I love to see. And it, it just this coaching staff really is obviously doing a great job developing these yeah. players. I mean, they, they obviously seem to be practicing the right things at the right time. Yeah. And it was beautiful on that goal, too, because it gets the ground cross, which was perfect, from Yearwood to Herrera. Herrera obviously knows what he's doing, and he's cognizant enough to pass it off to Enzo. Mm-hmm. Enzo's basically immediately swarmed by two, two defenders in the box. He passes it out of the box, and Hilton just rockets it past yep. in the top left corner. And that's something corner. we definitely know that Lewis can do, is we've seen yeah. him take shots from distance before and come really yep. close. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. this one Wait, was... top left one? Like bottom it, was, it, was, it was on the yeah, ground. It was, it was left side of the goal. It was my mistake. It was on the ground, <laughs> yeah, but he hit it hard. He hit it hard. Yeah. He hit it well. He smashed it. Yeah. It and just, uh, it was just freaking awesome. And that was a great start. You could see... Um, they kind of came alive after that, which they we did. know that, that that's the that's the plan. Score mm. early, press high, score again, and then see it out. I mean, that's that's the yep. independent strategy, and it worked to perfection in this game because they scored. I don't I don't have the exact minute. Let me look. Minutes, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, two goals, the second minutes. yeah the second goal came and at the that second goal, yeah, 19th minute, and, and that Herrera. second goal. I mean, it was another ground cross that like. Uh, uh, Joel Johnson, Johnson nutmegged the guy yep. through yeah, it, yeah. and then just uh, Jorge just put it in. Like yeah. that's what Jorge that's seems to do in. every game here lately. Score. Yep. Yeah. It's just been amazing to see him, you know, play the way he's playing and just the whole team. And yeah, Ben was pointing out too a lot of ground crosses in this game, which mm-hmm. we haven't seen as much of. It's like, well, we can't, you know, cross and then for guys to head it in, so we'll put it on the ground and, and yeah. And they're to starting to like, if I'm not mistaken, I think Enzo is also making a run on that. To the near po- near post, if I'm so, not mistaken, yeah. and he took yeah. two or three defenders with him. Let me watch. There was it. a lot of folks yeah. there. Yeah, I know. Sure. Um, I've got the highlights up here, so I'm gonna make sure <laughs> that I know what I'm talking about before yeah. I go into it because I think I remember Enzo making this run, but I could be wrong. So I want to make for sure. So I'm just gonna there. narrate it. So as uh, looks, there goes. Oh no, this is the. They're messing me up. This is the one where Lewis <laughs> deflected off of Jorge. Watching the video on a podcast. This is great stuff, guys. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Everybody watch the game. If you haven't watched the game, go yeah, back and should, watch it. You shouldn't be listening to this if you haven't watched the game. That's for sure. I mean, well, I guess you could if you just want to Here it is, 19th minute. Yes, there's somebody making a run to the near post. I think it's Enzo. So, <laughs> so whoever made the run to the near post, pretty sure it was Enzo, took two or three defenders with him, which gave Herrera the space to kind of drop back, and that ball came in behind all the defenders, and Herrera's just standing there and has to tap in. Yep. So, it's like they, they're they doing the right things at all times. They're, they're always an active runner in the box, whether they're putting the ball in the air, putting the ball on the ground. Um, they're, they're really, they know when to make their runs. They're really starting to get a, I mean, neither one of them would, we would really describe as a forward starting the year, Mm-mm. but they're really starting to find their forward instincts, like their goal-scoring instincts. Absolutely. And it's, it's starting to... I mean, we're starting to score three, four goals a game on the regular more often than not, yeah. which is um, just an incredible transformation from the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. 
So. And we're getting a lot of opportunities in the box, a lot of shots on target, and we're converting a lot of those shots at this point too. So it's it'll be interesting if we can continue to do this, depending on the defenses we face. Um, but it was just a really good team effort, I would say, at this point too, because I mean, yeah, clean sheet. Yeah, clean sheet. You you, you gotta love that. I mean, Mazel's back. He makes. I don't even think a handful. He wasn't really tested this game, to be honest with you. He had that one early. Yeah. That one early. You know, if that one gets by him, it's probably a different game because then mm-hmm. it's two to one first half. Yep. But he's right there, punches the ball away. And um, I think the announcers gave him a hard time for making it look harder than it was. Yeah, but. But, but whatever. I mean, he's Air Mizell. He's got to get up in the air. It, it was just a really good first half there. Um, there's no doubt that we controlled the pace of the game. I mean, yeah. Bethlehem was just really chasing us around the whole game, it felt like. We had a lot of space uh, to move around as much as we wanted to. Especially down the flanks. I mean, Joel Johnson and Austin Yearwood basically did whatever they wanted all game, it seemed yeah. like. They're becoming a really threatening duo in that case. Yep, and, that, really and that's allowing Alex and David Estrada to get more inside and uh, kind of play more of a playmaker role. Yep. I love when Alex gets to come inside and get on the ball because he is he's going to either do a, a step over or something and get past the defender down the line or he's mm-hmm. going to uh, you know take a shot on target like we've seen before and he, he even got the last goal but he did yeah um, he's he's really a dangerous player when he gets on the ball and I think other teams are starting to recognize that so they're starting to foul him when he gets on the ball yeah because <laughs> he definitely got seeming especially talking about the Richmond game he it seems like part of our tactic is to just antagonize people at a certain point and knock them off their game, which has been working great for them. I mean, it's and it's really interesting to see how teams will play try to play against that when Alex is running all over the field and they're fouling him here and there. And it's uh, but yeah, it, it was a really good game. And it was interesting at halftime how we used a, a, our first sub going into the second half. Taking off Jorge Herrera, Herrera. And moving in. Yeah, we don't usually there. do that. Yeah, yeah, it was, um, I think it's only the second time maybe that we've had a halftime substitution. Really? I thought it was the first time, to be honest with you. The only one I can remember off the top of my head, because I'm not going to go back and look, <laughs> is um, against Orlando City, they started Ross and Davidson in the midfield. And then at halftime, they brought Hilton on for Ross. And then yeah, Hilton scored. That does sound accurate. Really it was really close Hilton. to halftime. Yeah, that would, I would validate that claim. Yeah. So I think this was more of a save Jorge's legs for next Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, big game. Because it's a big game. And, yeah. and, and uh, Davidson got a little bit of a rest to start the game, mm-hmm. which um, he looked pretty active in the second half. He had an assist, which he normally doesn't get that far forward. He's been progressing know, upward all of a sudden. I think we were pretty confident at that point that Bethlehem wasn't going to threaten us very much. Yeah, no. And I think they were able to get a little more. And I think they might have been down to 10 men at that point when he, when we I scored. Yeah, it, it was a, it, we were, they had the red card at 70, at the 73rd minute. Yeah, when we scored and, in the 79th, and, yeah. 80th minute about. So he had a little more room to run because when we were playing up a man. Mm. But still, it's good to see them knowing the situation and taking advantage of it because we normally don't see him get that far up the field unless we're no. in a 0-0 draw against Richmond. Yeah. <laughs> which he, he got forward a few different times, but you know nothing really came up. Yeah, he's definitely looking to pass that, and it was it was really cool to see that play transpire where he pulls the goalkeeper out. Maybe shouldn't have made that move. Who knows? I mean, he was a sixteen year old, so he's he's learning on the fly. That's well, for sure. I mean, Davidson could have passed it to his right or to his left, and it would have been a tap in either way. Yeah. So he it's just, a tough situation to be in as yeah. a goalkeeper. That's for sure. But he draws the goalkeeper out, passes it out to Alex. He scores the goal. Uh, did he cartwheel? I think he cartwheeled towards yeah, the fans. Yeah, he, uh, he the, the fans apparently, like apparently he was getting booed. He, I was yeah, having, when he came off, he was booed. I was having a hard time uh, yeah. watching because, you know, I was at the amphitheater or whatnot. So I just saw after the game that he was not very well liked by the other, no, the I, opposing yeah. supporters group. So he scored the goal and then pointed to his name on the back of his jersey, which, <laughs> I, you know, I think that's great. I think it's yeah. a little bit of gamesmanship. Um and, you know, we've seen that from Alex. He's – opposing teams, like we said, they foul him. 
he's him and he's, Enzo. yeah he and Enzo are aggressive they're they're passionate they're gonna if you foul them they're gonna let you hear about it yeah. um and Alex got hit in the face that that one yeah. I will say that is probably what makes me so angry more than anything else is when a player gets hit in the face mm-hmm. gets mad about it and then gets a yellow card because they're mad that they got hit in the face yeah and there wasn't even a call like foul. like he was bleeding he from was it. he was bleeding from his mouth yeah. there's blood on his jersey. He's upset, Which obviously. How did he not get like, sent off for that, at least while he changed his shirt? Isn't that like a big rule not to have blood I on it? I, it, isn't, it isn't basketball. I'm pretty sure it is in soccer, too. Well, I know yeah. Wechter did in our first game, but he was bleeding a lot. He was bleeding, yeah. From He had to get stitches. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not to... I mean, Alex got hit right in the mouth. Yeah, but, yeah. But it, yeah. that just... It drives me crazy, yeah, you know? Yeah. You get hit in the face, and you're mad about it because you get hit in the face, you get <laughs> mad. That's just... That's a human reaction, whether Probably you're playing... Yourself. Soccer or just living life, you hit get hit in the face with anything, even if it's on accident, you get mad. Yeah. Mm. So I mean, whatever. USL refs. Yeah. We've already been over it. They're yeah. they're not the best. I hate to go back to the referee thing, but that that one moment just really got under my skin. But maybe I'm just too easily irked. Well, it's a valid point, though. I mean, it's you almost wonder at a certain point if the the refs are not calling things because they're as animated as they are. Maybe. I mean, maybe I we have a reputation for being whiners. I don't know. Oh yeah, I would definitely say so. The the, the commentators definitely brought it up where well, they're very. Um, you can't you can't trust anything the commentators. <laughs> yeah, say because ninety percent yeah. of the USL commentators are homers oh, for the home team. They well, this one wasn't. These were uh, not from Bethlehem. I'm pretty sure because Ben had heard him before in a different. Uh, match yeah, right, I've heard him before. but yeah, they said sure. something really amazing at the beginning of the game. They said that this was uh, Bethlehem's nineteenth different starting lineup of the year, and it was their nineteenth game, and that that was an advantage because the team didn't know what they were going to face. I did hear that. Yeah, we but, both laughed really hard at that. Like, yeah, yeah that's a really good idea. Starting the, the big teams do that all the time. They constantly yeah. ch- no, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> yeah, I would say. Um, I don't know how that's an advantage. I mean, I'm a fan, obviously, but I don't see how you're changing different people. Because, I mean, you look at our forum. We haven't changed very much at all. Yeah, maybe one guy. And we're 10 games undefeated. I I don't know. Which is a club record, if I'm not mistaken. We had a a big run, I think, last summer, um, but I don't know if it was 10 games. Yeah, I think think they broke the record a couple games ago. Don't hold me to that. I'm not sure. I really can't remember. We beat the... Wins in a row record. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we don't know about that. The, I don't know about the consecutive games without losing. If, if we haven't, it's gotten close because there's only so many games in the season. There's, yeah. what, 32 games in the season? Yeah. So, I mean, there's only so much you can do. We already have 10 in a row. So That's true. I mean, we've won. We've gone a third of our season without I'm pretty sure yeah. we're close losing. to the USL record, if I'm not mistaken. I'm going to have to look Ooh. it up. Wait, that, that can't be true. No, um, Rochester, yeah, Rochester, the first year, they oh, only yeah, won, right. yeah, lost yeah. one game, which was to us, which is why I remember it so well. And that was towards the end of the year. Was it? Okay. Yeah, it was like around August, September-ish. Ooh. So, yeah, there's probably no way. So, that was probably it's like okay, buddy. 19 or 20 games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. okay. We're probably not going to get that. We're no, going to go to the segment not. of the podcast where Ben is wrong. Yeah, here we are. The wrong moment of the day. 39 years old. So, <laughs> as we transition here, um, would anybody like to give their man of the match? We probably all. I don't know how it's not Lewis one. Hilton. If it's if yeah. y'all don't say Lewis Hilton, you're wrong. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say Lewis Hilton as well. I think. Lewis Hilton all day long. Yeah, we've already praised him. I mean, so he had two great goals. Could have had four. You I don't want to blow he, his ego up too much and keep talking about how good he is, but I, I like seeing him on the field. Yeah, um, absolutely. And he got towards the end of the game. He kind of played more of the attacking role. Yeah, which, that we've all said we've which wanted. Which we've all been wanting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I at the beginning of the year when we were struggling so much, I was like, let's play Davidson and Ross in the midfield and play uh, Hilton as a, you know, more attacking midfielder, yeah. getting mm-hmm. up in the field. And, um, and we kind of saw that he was. I don't know if you would really say call him a forward. He wasn't really playing as a forward. He's kind of more drifting back he's and forth. He's playing the Enzo and yeah. Jorge role. So he he's really is. that's true. But um, I, I like seeing that. If we're going to have to shake things up at any point, like on uh, Wednesday night, we really needed to shake things up. Yep. Um, that's another option that we might see if he mm-hmm. continues to play as well as he did on Saturday. Mm. I mean, at some point, it's going to be hard to keep him out of the lineup. 
when he's playing that well. It's going to be difficult. I know we don't want to disrupt the chemistry, but four goals with him on the field, two of them, you know, from him. Mm -hmm. It's I I don't know. We might see him start Saturday. Yeah, I don't want to get too ahead. To be honest with you. And shuffle that up, maybe bring Herrera in late if we need a goal type of situation like he was. Nah, I disagree with that. Year. We don't need to bring Herrera in late. Yeah, I think Herrera needs to start. Yeah, well. I think I could see a situation where we play either Davidson or Ross in with Hill in Hill. Yeah. midfield. That, that, I think that's similar, the most likely. Similar to Saturday. And and maybe flip flop because yeah, I, I Enzo and Herrera up top, it's key. Yeah, uh, they've we, been, we can't they've been not so have good. That. I would hate to see them. And I, I mean, think, I definitely like to see Hilton where he was at, but I kind of liked how it was in this game where it was a little bit later in the game once we took Herrera off. If we can have Herrera and Enzo on the field, that should be our number one option up yeah, front. Absolutely. Um, so Lewis Hilton, man of the match for yep. the Bethlehem. Still, ninety-three percent yep. passing accuracy, fifty-seven passes, seventy-six touches. Fifty-seven passes is a lot. For, yeah, 57. That's, it's high up there for the passes per 90. Um, I think he had the most on the team. Going to click around here. The game. Oh, nope. Ross beat him out. But he had less of a percentage, so tiebreaker goes to Hilton. And he had the two goals, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he wins the tiebreaker based on the goals. <laughs> so, as we've alluded to, we have a really big game coming up mm-hmm. this coming Saturday. Yep. Is that August fifth? I believe it is. Yeah, and that's and it's a seven o'clock kickoff. Not yeah, should be seven o'clock. Yeah, should be. Yeah, all of our home games are seven, I believe, this year. Um, but yeah, we're playing against Louisville City, which is you know technically the third team on the table, but they have a game in hand on us and are only behind by one point. Yeah. Uh, they don't have a weekday game this week, so it will still be that way Saturday. But um, it's a huge game for us. Cause, I mean, Louisville. We've always had tough games with Louisville. I think we've only beaten them once. And that was our very first matchup against them way back, you know, for 2015. Mm-hmm. They've had our number ever since then. Yeah. and that game, Always been frustrating mm-hmm. games. That game, like you said, frustrating. Last, yes. When we played them on the road this year. Now, luckily, typically, knock on wood, the referee issues usually happen in Louisville. And not at home. That's so good hopefully, because we don't need any <laughs> red cards at the Sportsplex on Saturday. Or no. penalties not called or called when they weren't penalties, things like that. Um, that can, that's calls. happened to us. Yeah, offsides calls, yeah. which uh, I have been told actually was a legit offsides, but I still refuse oh. to believe it. I don't want um, to believe it. But uh, <laughs> it's a huge game for us because, I mean, it's kind of seen as a game for second, but it's almost a game for first because yeah, Charleston is fantastic, but we have two games in hand de- on them. Yeah, depending And we're on only behind by one point the result, on them. Their result this week. Yeah. Well, and eventually we'll catch up with If them. there's a winner, you know, if, as long as uh, Charlotte and Louisville don't play to a draw, someone could jump up to first place if yeah. Charleston draws mm-hmm. or loses. They're playing Toronto, though. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, Charleston's going to win. But yeah, that's that, the thing. even that's still, true. there's two games in hand. That's so eventually well. there will be catch up. And there are bigger games down the road. But this one right now is huge for us because Louisville, like I said, they have that game in hand on us. And kind of how we had that bunched up time where we're playing, you know, three games a week. They have two of those later in the year, but neither one of them are like crazy difficult. So you it's mean almost they don't have to go on the road and play like three of the top four teams. No, in not one quite. Week, I mean, like some of them might be road it. games, honestly. But like literally, in one of them, Toronto is one of the teams, mm-hmm. and another. I had it pulled up here a minute ago. Yeah, Toronto. Like it's like Ottawa Fury, Toronto, and Rochester at the end of the year, and then there's one sooner that's Bethlehem. Harrisburg and Orlando. So I mean, yeah. you know what I mean. You, you don't. Yeah. Middle of the road. Teams. Not that they'll absolutely win every one of those games, but if you have to play three teams in a row, it's pretty That's good not odds. The most intimidating schedule. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, we kind of played an experimental lineup against them in that first game as mm-hmm. well, and that was in the middle of that stretch where we played. I think we played the Rowdies, and then we had to play. We went on the road to yep. Louisville. Yeah, We had to play Louisville, Cincinnati, like all mm-hmm. in like six within six days or yep. something like yep. that. So there, that was the game that Coach Jeffries decided was going to be the experimental game. So mm-hmm. we had Fairclaw. Fairclaw came in, and which he was great until I, he got the second yellow. Not which, his fault though. I mean, no, that was just it was, stupid. That was a bad call. <laughs> um, I guess you could question his decision making on, eh. on the first one, maybe. Yeah. But the second, second one, one was. I mean, it was just a regular foul. It, if it was, if yeah. that, yeah. yeah. But you know, we won't get into that. But. That was the game we saw Casey Townsend start, and mm-hmm. he started and that game. He, he did, did start yeah. that game. We that All was right, then. that was a very yeah, experimental very lineup. That was like and then her, I can't even remember. Johnson I, was playing on the wing because Castillo was in his 
like hot run of form. That's right. right before he just he had left, two goals right before he left us, and then uh, I think Yearwood was on the no, it was no. or maybe Donnie Smith was still with us. Was yeah, he would have been. I, think he, Smith he, I know he was at was the Tampa game. We were at. So, so it's fair to say this lineup is going to be a this bit different. This lineup is probably going to be six players different. Yeah. That. yeah. I mean, that might be too many. Plus, we're Maybe at home. Four or five. Hopefully not playing in the sand. Yeah. So uh, I definitely have a lot of reasons to feel positive about this game. Uh, yeah. You know, which not that because what did we lose? One nothing? It two was nothing? one zero. One and zero. the one goal they scored came 10 minutes or so after, after the, the red, red card. card. And yeah. then from that, from the point they scored, we we – controlled every we mm. controlled the tempo they just bunkered we down we had all the chances i mean we yeah. were inches from the equalizer multiple times yep. i mean that was i think that was a performance we all walked away um obviously we were disappointed at the result but the fight that they showed after they gave up the goal mm-hmm. was really impressive, and I think it kind of foreshadowed things to come later in the season. It was almost like that was that section of the season that we called, you know, the roller coaster um, on our midseason review, and it, they were playing well. They just weren't seeing the results, and then yeah. shortly after, they continued to play well, but they started seeing results. Mm-hmm. And so that mm-hmm. game, I don't think that game was very indicative of the team that's going to play on Saturday. I think the team that's going to play Saturday is going to be a little bit more attacking. Um, they're obviously in much better form than we were at the time. Yeah. We've got mm-hmm. some different names in the lineup now. I mean, are the, are the two outside backs aren't even with the team anymore that started that game. Exactly. So I, I think there's definitely going to be an opportunity to really show the league that we are – a top four quality team in this game. There's a lot at stake in the game, that's for sure. It's it's this one could kind of decide, like we've said, you know, who finishes top four. Because mm-hmm. you know, the, mm-hmm. the, we've got Charleston, Louisville, and Charlotte who have kind of separated themselves. Yeah. Yep. And so this game could end up um, affecting like where who you know, yeah. where we finish at the end of the year. Yeah, in, so I'm pretty sure terms, Louisville's played all their games against Charleston. I'm not mistaken. They have one more against us after this, though. Yes, and it's yeah. at yeah, like the last, the, the not the last game, but very yeah, yeah, it's another home game, which is good because I don't yeah. want to go back to Louisville. No, I don't. Another reason either. I think we struggled in that game is that field is tiny. Yeah, yeah, baseball stadiums, and it's a yeah. terrible. I hate seeing soccer played on baseball fields. Oh no, we do go to Louisville. Oh, we do. Oh, yeah. it's away. It's actually on my birthday. Boo. Oh, well, happy birthday, Ben. Yeah, yeah way to go, Ben. Played a, it's all your though. fault. Oh, man. Well, maybe, but, maybe, maybe they'll come up with a better result. result. Well, you know. But this Saturday's at home, and I think um, this is a big opportunity to show the Eastern Conference that we're yeah. – because I think there is a little bit of a narrative that we haven't played anybody during this run of form, which is a little silly. Exactly. I mean, I mean we, we haven't played – some weaker competition, but good. Let them underestimate us. Yeah, that's fine good. too. We can only beat the teams we play. That's play true. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's kind of so. my strategy. You know, you beat who's in front of you, and then the rest will take care of itself as far as standings and points and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you guys think we're gonna line up and try to win the game? Do you or do Absolutely. you think? 100%. You think so? Absolutely. I mean, it's a just, home game. It's a yeah. big opponent. I don't. We're Charlotte Independence is. In my experience, I've never seen them be scared of anybody. That includes the MLS true. teams that yeah. we played in the Open Cup. I mean, that's why we took it to uh, New England the first year. Uh, we've I've never seen us be scared of anybody. I've never seen us play a defensive bunker-down game that I can remember. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to take it to Louisville and uh, give them everything we got. I have no uh, worries about that. Yep. Good stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I, I wouldn't approach it any other way either. I just yeah. have to go for the win in that case. Yeah, I, it's going to be tough to beat their defense because they are one well, of the stingiest defenses in the league. I think they're only second behind San Antonio, right? And yeah, San Antonio San is stupid good. Yeah, their their defense. Diego is Restrepo, former Independence player. Yep. <laughs> was but, it a couple weeks that he was with us? It wasn't very long. Then Burner came, and uh, we couldn't start him. And then the Burner's uh, era started. Yeah, but um, he was the first Independence player to have a Jack's Militia song, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, pretty sure he was. And then, as far as I know, never started a professional game for us. Yeah. But that wasn't his fault, because he was good. <laughs> was not his fault. Clearly it's, he uh, was good. Colorado I mean, stuff. Yeah. 
One club, y'all. Yeah. One club. <laughs> but yeah, Louisville's averaging 0.9 goals conceded per game. They're doing a lot of shots, though. I just noticed that. We've played one more game than them, and they've got almost 60 more shots. Well, does that not surprise you? Remember that game up in Louisville when they had so many shots, supposedly? I did uh, air quotes. Y'all can't see that. Yeah, yeah. And like most of them were like field goals. It yeah. was amazing. They were just way into the crowd. Yeah. They were horrible. So I'm not surprised that they have a lot of shots. That's a good point. Yeah, I that's probably more of that. But to be fair, I'm being biased. I only watched the one game. But their conversion rate is pretty low, though. I mean, well, there you go. So, <laughs> I mean, that, that makes a big difference. Wow, you got this stuff. whole little nerdy stat Excel spreadsheet thing here. I've kind of gotten crazy with it. Wow. But I think you guys should okay. see this. It's, it's very in-depth. <laughs> There's a, I would say they're colors, but I haven't quite figured that out. So we have the best conversion. Sorry, I'm being a little random. We have the yeah. best conversion rate in the East. Yeah, and we're... Second in the USL. Nice. Yeah. And we also, I mean, I knew we scored goals, but awesome. Well, we don't take many shots. No, that's we're, the thing. We're so patient most of the time. We mm-hmm. don't. You don't see us taking a whole lot of yeah. wild shots from outside of the box, which is great because when the other team does that, it's you know we love to make fun of them for taking ridiculous shots. Yeah. Uh, we did yeah. that a lot. We did that a lot in yeah, the Richmond, Richmond game. Richmond hit the, the but, scoreboard. Well, I that's their. You told you about that. We uh, talked about that. That's their yeah. strategy. Is they get you know they get to the barely into the final third and they're looking to shoot as soon as they can <laughs> but uh, hey sometimes that works you know yeah i mean we haven't because we don't take many crazy shots we haven't really had any crazy goals true other than the olympico but yeah, was a crazy there's goal. you know somehow not considered goal of the week opportunity i guess they said it was a fluke yeah i mean i think uh gary said it on second yellow yeah, uh, they're not really was, they're not he wasn't trying yeah yeah and like I agree with that 100%. I don't think that's actually, like, something someone tries for. I, I mean, agree. it was awesome, but come on. I agree. And if Yearwood could have jumped just, like, half an inch higher, he would have headed it in. Yeah, that would have been yeah. a great moment. Yearwood's come close a couple times, actually. Yeah. yeah. But that was the closest. Well, all right, let's give predictions now. Ooh, this is tough. 74 to 0. All right. Are we playing basketball all of a sudden? Yeah, against, like, a horrible team that's really short, so think... we block all their shots. <laughs> no, nah, I don't know. I, I if I'm going to be, like, objective, 1-0 us. 1-0? I, 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 I really, I think the game's going to end 1-0 either way. Either yeah. we're going to win 1-0 or they are, and if they do it, they'll do it on a last-second heartbreaking free kick where mm. the, our former player, Paulo Dic- uh, or, uh, Del Piccolo, is right in front of us, and he cheered. That happened to us last year because, um, <laughs> you know, we sit behind the away bench. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Del Piccolo was a player of ours, and they scored on a free kick on the very last second of the game to win 1-0. And he like cheered right in front of us, and I felt really sad, because <laughs> uh, it was like that was like the first game of the season too. So it was just like, it was. man. <laughs> so I don't think that's going to happen though. But I think with their tough defense, we'll end up winning one zero. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Um, I would, I would probably have to agree with that. I hate predicting two. Yeah, way to way to take my well, prediction, Ben. See, I want to say two one, but like every single prediction I do is like two one. But I'm, I'm just going to go with that. Let's just say 2-1. Um, they've got a lot of talent there in Louisville, so I think they'll score. Nope. No? Okay. Well, <laughs> that is an opinion, and you're entitled to it. But I'll say 2-1. Uh, we've got enough firepower where I think we're going to break them down pretty well, considering we're at home, um, considering we just scored four goals, and, and all those factors. I, I think we'll be good. If we don't win, I'd be surprised. Um, no sand. Parks and Rec of Mecklenburg. Help us out. And we're just assuming it's their fault, right? We don't know that it's their fault. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know it's not Andy's fault. I mean, they don't control, own the place. They probably control the grounds crew. So. Yeah. And it could be that they were expecting rain and maybe the rain never came because it was a pretty yeah. dry week last week. So maybe we just need maybe. to hope for some rain during the week. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know how long care works. I just know I don't like because, like, when we were at the, uh, I, like I said, I wasn't at the Richmond game when we were at the Eagles game yesterday. A bunch of people kept saying, "Is there water on the field?" Because like the sand yeah. was splashing. That's what it yeah. looked like on yeah. on thir- uh, on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, so I mean, no more of that. Yeah. So my prediction, you guys took both predictions that I was going to. <laughs> sure, we did. The joys of going. So, out. based on the way the game played out last time, mm. we took control after we gave up a goal and once we got kind of more of our normal starting lineup on the field we really took it to them that makes me think that we have the quality to dominate a game against them 
I don't know that we're going to score more than one or two goals because their defense is stout and we're, it's probably it's not, really it's not like we're going to get you know an abundance of chances. So they're not Bethlehem steals what you're saying. No, they're not. I don't think we're going to see a leaky defense like Bethlehem. I wouldn't think so. Um, but I will say that we have just found a way here recently to score goals, except mm-hmm. for Wednesday, of course. <laughs> That's the so, past. We don't talk about the past here. We already talked about and, that. In that game, I was a little worried that maybe we were starting to come back down to earth. Nah. But then we had Saturday, and yeah. so that's kind of what's – I'm, I'm just kind of struggling. Which team is going to show up on, you know. Mm. And that makes me think – I think it's such a big game, and because they had that letdown maybe against Richmond, that they're any kind of lack of focus or any of that is way out the window. I mean, this is a huge game. Yep. Um. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go bold here and say oh. we win two zero. Two zero. Two zero, and I'm gonna say we get an early goal, and a late goal, and and we and in between we play some stout defense. Yeah. Um, and take the game, take all three points. Does anybody get sent off? Does anybody? No, Ooh, I don't no? think so. Oh. I hope not. We're not in Louisville, I, I, I mean, sir. That's true. I I hate seeing players get sent off. I mean, yeah. that. And that's just something egregious, like uh, the St. Louis guy kicking Lewis Hilton. I still that was, that, but I heard it's really bad. Oh, it yeah, was. Yeah, it was bad. I don't understand. He just turned around and kicked him. Yeah. I mean, like. Um, Even the red card in the a donkey game. donkey kick is that the right terminology where you I, kick, where you kick backwards? Yeah, I don't that's know. right. Yeah. It was some kind of animal. It was pretty brutal. Anyways, I hate seeing players get sent off um, for any reason, unless it's something like that, like violent conduct. Yeah. Um, but hopefully both teams will play well and we see a good match. I would hate to see a sloppy, you know, crappy game. Yeah. Um, it's amazing if we're not going to be game of the week, which we probably won't be because USL always does game of the week in the West Coast. Cough, cough. Oh, uh, well, you know. Well, they listen to us, so they'll probably change it after that bit. Yeah, please. Please, give yeah. us game of the week. I don't even know what that means. Yeah, does it matter? It's, we're, we're not like ESPN we're gonna, 3. We're going to be there. The the Who cares? We're going to be in the stands. It's going to be the game of the week. It doesn't week matter what, what happens. Otherwise. Be, I think the Louisville fans are going to be on our side, too, because we're technically on the away side, so it's going to be interesting. Are we? Yeah, yeah. you guys are behind the bench. You oh, guys that. We're going to be with well, the Well, there's Louisville never usually supporters. other fans. Louisville travels, though. So it'll be interesting. Oh, I really hope they're right beside us. I really hope they are too. Oh my goodness, that would be so great. Louis- Especially if we win. Like if we don't win. See, I'm on the horrible. I'm on the home bench, so I'll just see you guys from a distance and kind of watch if there's so any kind jump of jump in if there's any kind of a No, I'll just send saying. the cop down like you got our Saint, back. like in the St. Louis game. <laughs> oh, yeah. You guys weren't at that one. That's yeah, right. we weren't. Which, I heard about that though. Your yeah, your friends um, Yeah, which by the way, were, uh, um, in case y'all didn't know, I think you may have mentioned this on the pod. But every time me and Ben are out of the state, Independence yeah. wins five to one. <laughs> so when playoff time comes, if anybody wants to do like a, a GoFundMe or Kickstarter <laughs> to send us to yeah, Hawaii, you guys should go on a my girlfriend trip. would love that. So yeah. you know we could just do that. <laughs> so just, just send your okay checks this way. Yeah, it's perfectly fine. <laughs> so um, I, I would be willing to make that sacrifice for the Charlotte Independence. So um, yeah, that's just what I have to say. We do it for the crest. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Well, guys, it's been a pleasure having both of you here. Uh, just to recap this. our predictions, uh, Alex picked 2-0 to the Independence. Ben picked 2-1 to the Independence. And Chris picked 1-0 to the Independence. So none of those will happen, but hopefully no. we will still get the win. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we'll uh, First see what happens Saturday. Toronto, score Toronto. goals and don't let them in. Oh, uh, against Charleston. Honestly, we played Charleston twice, so I really don't care what yeah, they do against I, other teams. I like that Charleston's doing Our, good. Um, I just want to do slightly better, and I don't think we—I <laughs> don't think we need other teams to take them down. I think Our if destiny, we're the better team, we'll handle exactly. Them. Our destiny against Charleston is plus we have two in games in hand. So if we handle our business, they could win every game. If we win every game, and well, that can't happen because we play them twice. But it's our decision whether we're first or not. It would be nice to be in first for more than like two hours. Is all I'm saying. Well, yeah, I don't think that's ever happened. You know, no, this. On Saturday, we were in... No, I mean, no, 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 I mean, I don't think that's ever happened. We've done it more than two hours. I think that was the first time we've ever been in first place. It only lasted... I saw that on the Twitterverse. Yeah. I think it's possible. I don't usually pay attention until right before the end of the season because it doesn't doesn't matter. matter. Yeah. Yeah. 
It matters. It doesn't a at little. all. There's no trophy for halfway through the season. You're first place. There is in the NASL. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I didn't mean to set that up. <laughs> so I hope to see uh, some of you guys there in the stands. I hope we have a sellout. I think that would be great, be great. to have a big it's atmosphere. It's going to be a big weekend, too. With, uh, yeah, Charlotte. Not to deter from away from the independence, which is ah, what we're dedicated yeah. to. But. Well, this could affect the independence. We don't really know what's happening. Yeah, uh, Charlotte. Charlotte Eagles won on Saturday, so they're playing in the PDL championship, championship. Yeah. against a team from Canada. I can't remember their name. Thunder Bay Chill. Yeah. Which is name. interesting. Wow, yeah, Thunder is, Bay, I, I can't remember where they're near, but I think, you remember the movie Tusk? Yeah. Pretty sure it's set near Thunder Bay. I could be wrong on that, uh, but I know uh, I've heard of Thunder Bay before. I know I have two of them. Which, um, yeah, I, honestly, I think it's because of Tusk. I people that it was somewhere like a Midwestern state, so I didn't know it was even Canada. Oh my goodness, no you're horrible. I'm, I'm but um, the game is supposed to be in Charlotte. That's the. It's not official it's yet, been, but been, Thunder Bay said it was, and I've been hearing rumblings. So I don't know if they're going to do it at Sportsplex because it's supposed to be on Saturday and there's kind of already a game there Saturday. Yeah. So I don't know what's going to happen. But uh, probably by the time this is released, we'll know. Yep, State probably. And, uh, it's, so it's going to be a big probably. week for uh, soccer in Charlotte. So yeah. really, I think really this awesome. is a great opportunity for uh, the independents to um, get a big crowd. It's just, yeah. it, we looked at the weather earlier. It's going to be a high of 81 degrees. Obviously, that can change. Between now and then, but 81 degrees in August is like heaven in Charlotte. Yeah. So it should be a great night. There's probably going to be a weather delay because that's just inevitable yeah. at this point. Although Wednesday night, when we could have used a weather delay probably to wash out some of that sand. But I mm. Anyways, um, we're, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you to Soccer and Sweet Tea for supporting us and mm-hmm. Um, putting us on your podcast network, which we kind of made you do. Yeah, it's a thing now. It is a thing. It's, it's a happening. There's a no, there are more podcasts, podcasts yeah. coming. They just haven't oh, been announced. I, didn't even I will this. say that. This is not me pretending to be surprised. Yes. So stay tuned to the Soccer and Sweet Tea Podcasting Network. And hey, if you're a battery supporter or another Carolina team supporter and you want to start a podcast, reach out to. Um, Johnny, reach out to us. We can yeah. get you in touch um, and, and get you on the network. And um, just thank you for listening. Thank you for spending a 40, cool 45 minutes with us. And uh, hopefully we'll see you guys on Saturday. And as always, come on, you jacks. <laughs> <laughs>